0: All right, praise the Lord. Well, let's uh, let's get going here. Uh, Let's look at first uh, as we get into this. um, You'll see where we're going with this. Uh, Psalm. This is Psalm one thirty. I know it says chapter, but it's Psalm one thirty, as you can see. Um, Let let me put this in the King James just a minute because I want you to see a comparison right here. Uh, Oh, okay. Let's see what we got. Oh. yeah, he says, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine, eyes, let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If you, Lord, should us mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? Now, before we go any further here, again, remember the book of Psalms, it's really, when you read these, there's no music or no nothing. Uh, these are prayers, but this again almost sounds like, oh yes, and I don't mean to sound ho-hum, but it's like, oh yes, this is Christian. This is uh this is churchy, whatever. Now you gotta remember, this is a prayer, and I want you to see how how personal this is to the to from David to the Lord. Although it sounds like out of the depths have I cried unto thee. Well, doesn't that sound good? I need to I'm a poet, you know, and I gotta use some real words. I'll use out of the depths. Yes, that sounds good. This was so serious. It's just like your problems and my problems when you just like, oh, God, this is the worst problem I have ever had. And that's what he's saying. Watch this in the Living Bible. And then I want you to note here, too. He says, if you should mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? What's all that? I mean, uh, well, let's go back. Watch this. This will just jump right off the page. O Lord, from the depths of despair, I cry for your help. Hear me, answer me, help me. Woo! Now that's what he's talking about. I am in some big trouble and I need your help. Look at verse 3 and 4. Lord, if you keep in mind our sins, then who can ever get an answer to his prayers? Oh, do I know that? Because right before you try to pray and ask the Lord for his help, you'll begin to start thinking, I'm not worthy enough. Well, that's what you need to think about. I've been purchased. He bought me. It it makes no difference what I feel like. But look, go back to this again. Lord, if you keep in mind our sins. See, the only one keeping in mind our sins is ourselves. Jesus is never going to talk about this again. He is a high priest... He has demonstrated through the Jewish nation all those years, taking a lamb and putting it on the altar, showing that there's no way you could ever pay for your own sins. You had to take an innocent lamb. You couldn't do better. You could always try to be better, but your sins were still sins, and the only way for them to be covered was you had to be forgiven. And, of course, that's what we have. John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. I mean, we just have to let this become real in our lives. So anyway, back to this. He said, I am in such trouble. Hear me, help me, answer me. And oh, by the way, Lord, if you keep in mind our sins, then who can ever get his answer to his prayers? But look at this. But you forgive. What an awesome thing this is. Now see where he goes. That is why... uh, I got to fix this where we can get the scroller working right. He said, that's why... Let me fix this just a second. No, uh, that sort of worked. For some reason, I'm not getting it. But anyway, let's just keep going. Uh, he says, that's why Oh, uh, I wait expectingly, trusting God to help, for He has promised. I long for Him more than the sentinels long for the dawn. Now, sentinels, he just means those that stay up all night, you know, guarding the city. And they're waiting for morning, especially when they think they might get attacked just a little bit longer we got daylight hallelujah uh, so he said i that's the reason i wait expectingly for you to help and then he goes on and he says oh israel hope in the lord for he is uh, loving and kind and comes to us with look at this armloads of salvation wow anyway praise the lord there we go like you said aaron get that over there like that and it'll work okay uh, let's go next to uh, Let's go to the Book of John here. Uh, hold on one second. Pass the Book of John. Here we go. Whoops. There we go. John chapter, Let's go to John chapter eight here. And in John chapter eight, let's watch something right here. Watch this. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and talked to them. As he was speaking, the Jewish leaders and Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery and placed her out in front of the staring crowd. Okay, well, oh man, we've heard this story before. Well, let's just watch what happened again. Teacher, they said to this man, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Moses' law says to kill her. What about it? Well, see, they were trying to trap him into his saying, into saying something that they could use against him. Remember, the Romans controlled the Jewish nation. And you couldn't have anybody executed without having authority from Rome or basically from Pilate, whatever. So they were trying to trap Jesus. Now, you know the story, but let's watch this in the Living Bible. Watch it play out here. And think of what we were just discussing there in uh, uh, Psalm 130. In other words, if... If you're going to hold your sins hold my sins against me, then how am I ever going to get my prayers answered? Exactly what he says in, in Psalm 130. So anyway, but while they were trying to trap him, Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. Well, they kept demanding an answer, so he stood up and said again, no, he stood up and answered again and said, All right, hurl the stones at her until she dies. But only he who never sinned may throw the first. Well, we've heard this before. we heard it in the King James. was, uh, He that's without sin, let him cast the first stone. We've heard that. We'll look at it a little different here. Same thing, but watch this. All right. Hurl the stones at her until she dies. Only he who never sinned may throw the first. Now, remember, this is something Jesus said. Only he that's never sinned. Now, I know we've heard this a bunch in the King James, but you need to bring it to reality today because we're just like the psalmist. Who can ever get their prayers answered, you know, God, if you hold our sins against us? And see, that kind of thinking, even if it's just your own, will stop you because you've got to have faith and you're starting out by having faith in the wrong thing. I have faith that God has got a problem with me. No, 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 wait, look at this. Whoever has never sinned, let him throw that first stone. Well, the only one I know present here that has never blown it, guess Is God in the flesh. It's Jesus. And we know the story. He's just sitting there like the rock piles over there, but I'm just going to play in the sand a little bit. Wow. And this was an actual problem. This woman had done something wrong. Watch what happens. Then he stooped down again and wrote some more in the dust. The Jewish leaders slipped away one by one, beginning with the eldest. In other words, they had more time to realize they weren't pure. <laughs> they had made mistakes. Well, I can't cast a stone. Imagine they were all together in front of this big crowd in the temple, and now they're kind of, well, i got to get out of here. He made a fool out of me. You know? Well, yeah, made a fool out of all of them. Because we can all point the finger. And I'm telling you whether it's healing you need, or you need a miracle today, or no matter what's going on in your life, whatever's bothering you like crazy, you have got to recognize, I have been purchased. My forgiveness is just a fact, no matter what I ever do. And it's not a matter of, I'm just so puny before the Lord, and I'm just, I'm not worthy. you got to quit all that. You've been purchased. This woman didn't sit there and go, you know, I'm just not worthy and whatever. She walked away here with the biggest thing in this world. This was in front of everybody. They could have had a mass riot, had her killed and whatever else, and probably nobody would have been in trouble for it. They could have all got away with it. You know, people come in there to clean up the pieces, and guess what? She's stoned. I mean, this put Jesus on the spot. Okay, you're the Holy One? Yeah, Jesus. The Bible says, stoner. Well, I want to show you why the Bible said stoner. But then why did Jesus, or God Almighty, you could say, why did he let her go? What happened? Well, it's called forgiveness. We get this. So anyway, there's nobody left, but the in the crowd. Uh, excuse me. Until only Jesus was left in front of the crowd with the woman. Wow. You know what? I, I want to make mention of this. You know, because when you're laying in your bed at night, it's just between you and God. And this is the same thing. Just between you and God. He's still asking you, Hey, where are your accusers? And you know there aren't any unless you make them up in your head. And the first one you make up may just be your own voice saying, you know what, well, Richard, you know, you got to realize this is Richard talking to Richard. I don't know why God loves you and I don't know why you think God's going to answer your prayers. I don't know why you think God's going to help you. You need to get rid of that kind of thinking because here's why God's going to answer your prayers. Because Jesus stood up and said to Richard. No matter what, I don't care, I'm I'm 53 years old. No telling how many things I could try to conjure up in my life and think, well, you know, I just don't know know that God's too happy with me. Look what he says. Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, sir. No, sir. Now, why not? Because remember what we found out? He that's without sin, or the first one that doesn't have any sins or whatever, let him cast the stone. Mm. Jesus said, neither do I. Wow. And he said, go and sin no more. Wow. Neither do I. Well, what am I going to do with that? Well, praise the Lord, I'm going to keep on going. Watch this. Look, well, we we'll stay there, but let's go to... Uh, whoops, hit the wrong thing. Give me one second. Look at Colossians here, chapter 1. mm-hmm <clears throat> Colossians chapter 1. Look what we got. Let me spread this out just a little bit. Here we go. Okay. Oh. Start at verse 12. And always thankful to the Father who has made us fit to share in all the wonderful things that belong to those who live in the kingdom of light. These are just facts. Verse 13, he has rescued us out of the darkness and gloom of Satan's kingdom, brought us into the kingdom of his dear son, who brought us our freedom with his blood and forgave us all our sins. Now, that's just a fact. Remember, he mentioned something about joy just a moment ago. He, brought, he, he bought our freedom with his blood, Hmm. forgave us all our sins. Now, let's scoot on down here a little bit more. You know, but Richard, sometimes I can't sleep at night because I just know that, you know, that I just don't think he's happy with me. Hold on. That's why your Bible reading is so important. Look at verse 20 here. It was through what his son did that God cleared a path for everything to come to him. It's what God did, not what you did. We got this such on a plan that if I do such and such, then pew, I'm going to arrive. No, uh -uh. uh-uh. mm-mm. He says, For Christ's death on the cross made peace with God for all of us by his blood. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies and hated him and were separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he's bought you back, excuse me, brought you back as his friends. Mercy. He says, He's done this through the death of through uh, the death on the cross of his own human body. And now as a result, Christ has brought you into the very presence of God and you are standing there before him with nothing left against you, nothing left that he could even charge you for. Now that's loving forgiveness and it's yours. That's the reason we know John 8 about the woman that all of a sudden Jesus stopped all the rocks from coming and he would have been the only one that could have said, you know what? But I can condemn you. So get ready. Sorry. Judgment is judgment, kid. You're going down. No, uh-uh. We got forgiveness. Praise the Lord. You know, this is such, so fantastic here. Let me go just a little bit further here. Right here uh, in, uh, in chapter 2. Look at this. So we're standing before him. Not a result of anything we did. But what he did for us. Ah, uh, let's see. Look at this, verse 13. Get back down there again, excuse me. The mouse, get there. It said, you were dead in sins and your sinful desires and were not yet cut away. Then he gave you a share in the very life of Christ. Now remember, this was a letter to the whole church. So this was not select, well, it's Aaron's only, but it's not Brittany's, it's not Richard's, it's Dustin's, it's Phil's, but it's not anybody else. No, it's everybody's. He forgave you all your sins and blotted out. Listen to God here. Blot it out. You know, I don't know, I remember as a kid how you could write a sentence or whatever and you could play with a little ink and whatever and you could blot out and you couldn't tell. Hmm, can't tell what that ever was, you know. It's blotted it out. He blotted out the charges proved against you. The list of His commandments which you had not obeyed. Yikes. He took this list of sins and destroyed it by nailing it to Christ's cross. Now, for goodness sake, I was watching football even yesterday, and most of the time you see those linebackers get back there ready to go. They got a cross somewhere. (laughs) They got crosses here and there. And women have necklaces with crosses. Men do too. So when I think of the cross, I should be thinking, wow, all my sins were placed on that. Look at this. In this way, God took away Satan's power to accuse you of sin. So why do I want to join in and say, yeah, but God, you know, I'm special because, you know, Lord, this is why you're not going to answer my prayers because I am this. I have done this. You've done what? It didn't get purged in the cross. i tell you, it did. It said, uh, God openly displayed to the whole world Christ's triumph." At the cross. Now, in other words, what, what was this open display? It was that big list of things that was destroyed. So, why are we the last to know? Well, that's because sometimes we think all this stuff is too good to be true. Look at, look at this for me just a moment. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and watch this. Of course, this is Paul chosen by God. In other words, this is it. let's just say it's an email. It's an email from Paul to Richard. Or it's an email from Paul to the entire church. Of course it is. To who? The Christians. It's just the Christians. And that's you and me. Now watch what happens here. When we get down here to uh, verse 8. Well, let's pick it up at verse 7. Now you have every grace and blessing. I beg your pardon. The Bible says you do. So that should make you happy. Of course it does. We, we realize it. I've got every Grace and blessing, every spiritual gift and power uh, for doing his will are yours during this time of waiting for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? So between now and heaven, I've got all this. Now watch this. He guarantees, now I'm telling you, don't daydream here. Catch all this. Okay, watch closely. And he guarantees right up to the end that you will be counted Free from all sin and guilt on that day. Too bad it's not true. Whoa! It is true. This is true. You're guaranteed this. So don't let those feelings and thoughts of of I'm just not arrived yet and I can't be any better and God's going to hold this and God's going to hold that and there's no way. I mean, I'm just, you know... I, I, I'm glad heaven just looks down and is, is just gives me a little bit of. You've got all these blessings. You have been purchased. You belong to Him. If there's anything God wants to talk to you about, He will. But in the meantime, we should recognize and have this great hope. Then, see, this is the calling card to tell others about Jesus Christ. Your reaction to this, you're like, you know, praise God. If He forgives me, he forgive anybody. And I'm forgiven no matter what I do from point A all the way till I get to heaven, praise the Lord. Let's get this again. All right, so what he says, and he will and he guarantees right up to the end that you will be counted free from all sin and guilt on that day when he returns. Wow. Mm. Can I trust that? Well, yes, you can trust that. Praise the Lord. It all belongs to you. Glory to God. <clears throat> so what does that leave us? Well, it says the same thing. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Again, this is a letter to another group clear across the ocean. Another group of people. Watch what he says here. So he says, dear Christian friends at Ephesus. Hmm. Watch what he says here. Long ago, even before the world, before we made the world, God chose us to be his very own through what Christ would do for us. He decided then to make us holy. He didn't say, you know what? I'm going to come up with some rules. And if Richard will obey these rules... He's going to be holy. No. The lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Remember that scripture? Wow. Decided to make us holy in his eyes without a single fault. We who stand before him covered with his love. Praise the Lord. Again, it's like your children. You know, you love your children. You don't even think anything about what they've ever done against you because it's family. I mean forgiveness is just part of being a family. Praise the Lord. Wow. Verse five. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by sending Jesus Christ to die for us, because this is what he wanted to do. Well, praise God for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh. Look at this uh Oh, let's see where. Let's go back over to, uh, oh, I'm at Ephesians, excuse me, chapter four, last verse. Watch this. This is the same book. You just be reading along. Not even it's not very long at all. The whole book. It's amazing. It's like say it's just an email. We think of it as it's a book. You know, whatever. <laughs> Look at this. Look at verse thirty-two. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God has forgiven you because you belong to Christ. Now, see, that's a legal matter there. Because you belong to Christ. You know, you and I have been forgiven. Praise the Lord. Now, if we've been forgiven, remember, what does that do for us? Well, let's go right back just here just a moment. Look at this. I'm at Psalms, one second. So if I've been forgiven... And if I can count on this, and you can, then back here again, look at this. Oh, Lord, from the depths of despair, I cry for your help. Oh, my gosh, I'm in trouble. Help me, answer me. This was not some song with a guitar. you got to get out of that. This was critical life problems. And he says, look, Lord, by the way, I'm going to remind you of what you promised. If you keep in mind our sins, then who can ever get an answer to his prayers? But you Forgive. What an awesome thing this is. And that's what you should walk out knowing, praise God, I know you forgive. First John 1 John 1.9 says you're faithful and just to forgive me of all transgressions. You know, praise the Lord. And he says, that's why I wait expectantly. What? For forgiveness? No, trusting God to help. If we, we do this, we lose a pocket knife it must be the Lord's will. I lost the pocket. I'm just not the best Christian in the world, you know. Oh, I run out of gas, you know. I guess I'm just not the best Christian in the world. And we go from here to here to here, or my back's hurting, I guess, you know. It's probably because I'm not as close to Jesus as I should be. You have got to stop that. The world's watching you. And when you say those things and act like those things, but what did David say you're supposed to do? What an awesome thing this is. You do not hold against me my transgressions. He says, that's why I'm trusting you to help me, for he's promised. uh, uh," And he he says, I long for him more than the sentinels uh, do for dawn. And he says, "Uh, oh, Israel, uh, um, hope in the Lord for his love. Notice this phrase right here. Oh, Lord, hope in the Lord, for he is loving and kind and comes to us with armloads of salvation. Well, excuse me, we don't need but one little brochure saying Jesus will take you to heaven. He wasn't even referring to heaven here. This is all the trouble in the world that you could ever face in your life. Now let's just see. We're right there at one thirty, Just 13 psalms away. See if this does not sound like the same. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Answer my plea because you are faithful to your promises. Don't bring me to trial. For as compared with you, no one is perfect. But... Notice, he didn't quit there and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to promise to do better. I'm going to promise to do this, and I'm going to promise that, and promise that, and this, and this, and this, and I'm really going to try. And I really need some help here, but I really think, you know, you want me to become a... Listen, you're fixing to get stoned. Jesus is going to say, no rocks are thrown. Mm-mm. And if you'll watch how quickly from verse 1, he goes straight to the problem. My enemies chased me and caught me. They have knocked me to the ground. They forced me to live in the darkness like those in the grave. I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed from fear. But what does he say? I remember the glorious miracles you did in days long ago. Remember, Jesus got you out of trouble already this week. He did it last week. He did it last month. He did it last year. Why is it all of a sudden it's so critical now... He's not going to do it because the enemy, the devil, wants to get you so confused and think that God's working against you so he can remove your happiness, remove your joy, make you think that life is not worth living, and then he's got you right where he wants you. And then you can walk away and blame God, and it's not God's fault. But notice what David said. I remember the glorious miracles you did in days long ago. Now, why would he do that? Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And notice what he says. I thirst for you as a parched land thirsts for rain. Now, he wasn't guitar picking coming up with some poetic words here. He meant that. I mean, I'm like a flower that just ain't got no, I mean, just grass trying to grow on the sidewalk. I have got to have help. Look at this. Come quickly, Lord. Well, Richard, I just just don't think you can put God in a box like that and just say, I need help now. Oh, really? Go to Psalm 118. It says the same thing. Psalm 118, look how quick David expects help. Oh. Let me switch this here to the kingdom just a moment. I can see where I'm at. Here we go. Ah, let's see. Let's jump into this right here. He's, he's got terrible trouble here, right here. And he says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. He says, the Lord's chasing me sore, but he's not giving me over to death. Boy, some people would like to rewrite that. They think God's putting him in death. And the psalmist here says, oh, no, you would never do that. He says, open unto me the gates of righteousness. Oh, I will go into them. I will praise the Lord. Now, why is he talking about all this happiness and stuff? Well, get get a load of this. The gate of the Lord in which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. What did he hear? Well, the few verses, verses above, he said, all nations have come to kill me. But he says, I will destroy them in the name of the Lord. Notice the next verse. The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. Now, where have, we ever, where have we ever heard that before? Oh, that's Jesus. Well, this is where it was first written. So it looks to me like we've pulled it completely out of context. If we talk about the stone which the builders rejected, and we just think, well, it's just Jesus, but he doesn't do anything for us. Boy, oh, let me tell you, Jesus does everything for us. Watch this. Verse 23, this is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, We've heard that before. We sing it and go, oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Well, let's get it into context. Look at verse 25. Let's put God on a timetable. Save now. I don't know about you, but i got troubles right now I need to get dealt with. And guess what? I'm going to Jesus, and He will save now. What about that woman that was fixing to be stoned do you think she had a couple of days to figure that one out? No. If they had convinced Jesus or if they had convinced that mob, that woman would have been stoned right then. But Jesus put an end to all of it. He said, woman, where are thine accusers? And she says, there are none. But there was only one that could do it, but Jesus wouldn't do it. He said, neither do I. Just to make the record clear, neither do I condemn thee. Wow. Look what David says. Save now, I beseech. It means this, I urge you, Lord. O oh Lord, I beseech thee, look at this, send now. Well, that's an ugly word, isn't it? Prosperity? Let me tell you something. That's all over the scriptures. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. We're in You know what a teenager is, don't you? That's somebody between, you know, we get 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Watch how close we get over here to, hmm, Psalm 12. That's certainly not very far away, is it? Look at this. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. That's nothing but you and I. That's just us. Said his seed, that means your kids, shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Well, where'd verse 3 come from? Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Yes, hallelujah. These things belong to you and I. Hallelujah. You reckon Jesus will take care of you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just scattering around here. Oh, uh, let, let me look at look look at Psalm 72 just a moment. I mean, these are all just like, hmm, similar. Isn't that what you would say? In Psalm uh, 72, it, this is actually a prayer because notice what he says. He says, "Blessed be the God, the God of Israel, who." Only, oh, I thought he did wondrous things. No, he does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen. And it says the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. Now what's he saying here? He only does wondrous things. Hmm, I need a wondrous thing done today. Well, he'll do it for you. He sure will. can't stop. I mean, I'm trying to go somewhere else, but you can't help but stop here. Look at, look at that one. Verse one, God is a refuge and strength a very present help in time of trouble. God is our refuge. Again, in the living Bible, a tested help in times of trouble. So we don't need to fear. Even if the world blows up and the mountains crumble into the sea, I <laughs> beg your pardon, I'd be running for cover. Wait, I don't need to run for cover. Praise God. No matter how bad it gets, it's not a matter of, well, God is there and He'll calm me down and I'll understand it better by and by. That's not in the Scriptures. That's a cop-out. If you want to run for help, you go to the God that can help. Otherwise, I'm going to go find me an idol. I need something that's going to help. I mean, God's too slow. I mean, God can't help you. You can't ever count on God. Oh, yes, you can. Praise the Lord. He said, let the oceans roar and let the mountains uh, tremble. Notice this, there is a river of joy flowing through the city of our God, the sacred home of God above all gods. God himself is living in that city, therefore it stands unmoved despite the turmoil everywhere. Now what's he saying here? You and I are going to walk out of this or go through, we've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I mean really, all i got to do is, God, here's my new problem today and I know you'll get me out. And you'll hear that voice. Well, you can't treat God that way. God thinks you're not the best Christian in the world. And all you got to do is fire back what He said. Lord, who can stand before you if you hold against me my sins? Well, God's not going to hold them against you. Jesus died for your sins. Praise the Lord. And you can just walk right away and get completely out of your trouble. Look at this. He says, He will not delay His help. Praise the Lord. All the nations will rant and rave in anger. When God speaks, the earth melts in submission and kingdoms totter in ruin. The commander of the armies of heaven is here among us. Look at this. He, the God of Jacob, has come to rescue us. Rescue what? Verse 1 was he's a very present help in time of trouble. Well, we better stop. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you by your stripes we're healed. We thank you also you take care of us financially. And you also take care of us no matter what we face. Hallelujah. You'll just get us out. And wonder why that is. Well, it's because you love us so much. And we just appreciate that, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that I didn't leave anything left but for us to tell others how great you are and what you're doing in our lives. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, praise the Lord.